All right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. It's all in a dream, Moonbreaker. I'm David and can't sing on key. Aw, shit, y'all, it's the fucking moon. <laughs> no, sadly, we are not watching Moonfall. I, wa- I need to watch that again. Where oh, my God. Are Maybe you? one of these days. Why do you hide? Where is that moonlight trail that leads to your side? <laughs> Just like the moon rake goes in search of his dream of gold. I search for love, for someone to have and hold. Sorry. It's a very laid back Bond title. It's- it's a, it's a, it, we're, we're, we're having a very, it's a, a less like a Thunderball, more of like a love theme from yeah. Moonraker. Yeah. It's a very light 70s. It should be disco. We hadn't quite got there yet. Um, we'd get a little closer in 1978, or sorry, 1981 with Sheena Easton doing mm. For Your Eyes Only. Yes. But, uh, yeah, and, uh, listen, it's a real laid back Bond movie, too. Roger Moore's getting a little old. We're kind of just recycling the plot from the Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Um, but you got dumb moon stuff at the end. There's some real dumb moon very stuff. Very dumb, but fun. Bond fights an incre- extremely fake snake. <laughs> oh. uh, get, uh, is this the second one with Jaws? It is the second one with Jaws, the one where he gets a girlfriend. Oh, he gets a happy ending. That's nice. Uh, it's, also, um, it's also the one where a pigeon does a double take. <laughs> Oh, okay then. I mean, well, pigeons are dumb. It's probably just shaking its head. Who knows? Anyway, I mean, yeah, it's, I, a, it, it's not a. I, I don't think it's a real pigeon. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, so yeah, this is uh, this is Moonbreaker, and it is, it is time to bring in the uh, the guest cast. Yay! Some we're, characters we're we haven't seen in a while. Get a significant episode. It's time for a few of the auxiliary cast to get a paycheck. That's right. So this is uh, the 16th episode of Season 3, first aired September 2nd, 2017. Uh, written by Johnny Hartman, last seen around these places, around these parts writing Blurred, the one where Blur came in. Hmm. Yay! Fun. And so we, we open with Bubblebee. We are, we are in the... Uh, we're in the scrapyard. We're still trying to figure out how exactly they merged into the Ultra B Combiner team. We have in definitely, now. we have definitely established at this point that it is absolutely formally called the Super the the Ultra B Team Combiner. Yeah, well, the wiki shortens it to just Ultra B. Well, that's, yes. Ultra B Team Combiner TM. It's not a great name, but. And you know they, they they figured it out except for of course uh, you know the uh, the heart of the cards or whatever they've got the <laughs> well no it'd be Exodia because it's five pieces that win the game sure but before they can uh, they can do that they they get a call in from Windblade who sounds different now hey it's Strongarm's new girlfriend oh I didn't even think uh, about she was previously Christy Wu who seems to have retired from acting because. Because Nitro is clearly her ex. Yes. 
Uh, so she has been replaced with uh, voice actress Erica Lindbeck. Okay. Who is like I think like like a big-ish anime voice actor. Uh, I don't yeah. know voice actors current anymore. Really, I'm so old. I'm so old when it comes to that stuff. Just like I was, uh, I was explaining uh, that box lunch store to an older friend of mine and how there's all this anime stuff and she was like well I bet you like that I was like no because it's all new stuff that I don't know anything about and it just makes me feel extremely old yeah whatever a Jujutsu Kaisen is I have no idea uh, she's, she's the black cat in those Spider-Man video games that are big now okay. I don't like she's somebody from Persona okay. oh that Persona, is a Persona pretty 5? Persona 5 should... that sort of narrows it I should oh, probably be that's, playing those. Oh, that's um I think that's Aoyuki in the Japanese. I, I need to get back to Persona 5 one of these days. Uh she's I Chitara should. on that new Thundercat show. Okay. Ah. And there was there was a whole thing where somebody like like uh, just a couple weeks ago, somebody used her AI generated voice to sing something and oh. she was understandably not pleased with this, and then people like harassed her off social media. Uh, everything is the worst. It sucked. It's not good. It's very bad. Everything is very bad. Well, everything AI related is very bad. Yes. So, you know, she's just checking out, seeing if people, uh, you know, found, if they'd found all her weapons caches, and they're, you know, we're pretty sure we did. How about the one on the moon? No... <laughs> the one on the what now? That's very important because that contains a plasma thermal accelerator module. Sure. Which sounds complicated. Meteor <laughs> meteor rejector? <laughs> <laughs> should have a meteor rejector. Well, it, it turns out it does look like the Enigma of Combination because it's we're kind of uh, recycling some, uh, some models here. Yay! Hmm. You know what? Just recycle those MacGuffin models. It's fine. Yes. Hmm. So, you know, this is now top priority to get this thing off the moon. Well, yeah, it's the big, you know, season finale. We gotta go someplace different. Go to the moon. But luckily, Drift still has that. Drift still has that spaceship. Hey, you know what's fully automated is the moon. No random humans. Well, actually, like, Transformers doesn't actually go to the moon that often. It did um, a bit in Armada. There's been Armada. Well, in the comics, the Minicons have the, the base there. Yes. And well, in, then, in G1, there was the big battle, Blaster versus Grimlock. There was one of the damn... Oh, Dark of the Moon. Oh, yes, of course, yeah, Dark of the well. Moon. In which uh, Optimus Prime yells at the moon with Buzz Aldrin. Yes. Yeah, but, but it doesn't feel like... like Considering it's right there, well, the Decepticons the have a, can fly in the Decepticons space. have their base on the moon in the Armada cartoon. Oh, that's which right. Which I oh. only remember because it's on Pluto TV occasionally. Because I by gosh, not... I do not remember a single thing. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen any of the Unicron trilogy. Well, I did rewatch some of Cybertron like a decade ago, but like I, I mean, I watched so it when it was new, and oh, then sure. I yes. Don't remember to shit. Not ever watch it again because it was bad. 
It went down the memory hole. Yep. I, I remember Starscream was cool, but... Oh, Starscream. Admittedly, most of that is carried by anime music videos. Yes. Boy, and in fact, uh, right now, Canadian Pluto TV is showing Robots in Disguise on uh, on Pluto. Uh, on, when uh, I checked on ours channel. about an hour ago, it was still on uh, G1 Season 3. It was uh, showing only human, actually, ah. with our good buddy Snake. That is a good episode. It is. They simply don't make terrorists the way they used to. <laughs> Anyway, so before they can uh, start uh, getting the ship ready, it turns out there is another ship overhead. <gasps> and who can it be? Why, it's the star of uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, Peter Cullen himself, as Optimus Prime. Yay! Who can it be now? Da, 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 da. So they refer to the ship as Prime Force One. And yes. Okay. Sure. Decepticons, get off my plane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's just, that's a bad, that's a bad name. Hopefully a prime didn't name it that himself. Maybe Uh, Bumblebee named it that, like at some point in between prime and robots in disguise. Now listen, I've come here because there's a great threat to both Earth and Cybertron. And I need literally one of you. And I will not elaborate on what it is, even though, like, I have enough time to fart around and go on your side mission as this episode goes along. But I cannot explain what the problem is. I need one of you from this team. Like, I I guess I'm taking, like, one of your arms or legs or something. Ultra B, whatever. (laughs) Quick, which of you doesn't have a toy in stores right now? (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't realize at first that they've been combining. Well, no. He learns he about that. that during this conversation. Are you t- are you combining in there? No, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, one of you just becomes the handheld weapon. I'll take that one. Oh, spoilers. Well, yeah, he does say, "Listen, I'm." Uh, you know, everybody else is you know ready to volunteer, but it's no, 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 no. I'm I'm taking drift. Spoilers. Strong arm is so ready to volunteer. She's just pick me, pick me. But no, he wants the weeb. It is kind of weird to like sideswipe. Also, wants to go with Prime. I mean, he's Prime, but still. So, so at this point, it's clear that if it was anybody else, Prime would need to ask Bumblebee for permission. But Drift is an adult. Yes. <laughs> so Drift gets to make his own decisions because he is an adult. Well, yeah, Sideswipe and Strongarm really aren't adult. Well, they're, 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 I guess, the equivalent of, like, first year in college in Transformers years. But how old is Grimlock? I never really thought about that. He's young at heart. Yeah. Yes. Also, maybe they just assume that Prime would not be asking for Grimlock. Also that. Yeah. He doesn't volunteer. He doesn't get asked. That's fine with Grimlock. 
But Drift is, well, you know, listen, I can't, we're, we're in the middle of a, an overarching plot here. I can't leave in the middle of it. Yes, we've got to deal with the meta plot first, and, and then I can go help you do whatever it is you need help with. All right, fine, then. I will accompany you in this episode. I mean mission. <laughs> yes, I will be the DMPC for this episode. Basically. So it turns out that Slash Mark and Wildbreak, two of the, uh, two of the Stunticons, have been watching this entire time as they have found the scrapyard. Yes, and one of them is a Nincombot. A Nincombot. Which I <laughs> love that, and I'm surprised we haven't heard that before. Or if it has, I've not noticed. Nincombot. Also, when they tell Prime that they're going to the moon, he just makes this face like he does not want to go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, fair. Listen, I've been to a lot of moons. This one really isn't that exciting. Mm. It's really not. It's all just gray rock. It's like a Star Wars planet. <laughs> and not even like one of the cool ones with like, you know, big, big turtles on them or something. Nope. It's just all one uh, climate and it's not, it's not fun. It's boring. So, you know, we're, 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 we're all going to load up on, uh, on Prime Force One, strong arm sideswipe are still trying to like get on this mission by proving that they're better than Drift. Oh yeah, sideswipe is being so annoying, pretending he could be spelt well, trying to be stealthy, but being so obvious about being stealthy to the point that like one of this like a giant hand sign in the junkyard is just pointing at where he's hiding. <laughs> Yes, we have found the personal conflict for this episode, and it's those two trying to be better than Drift at things. And Sideswipe is, they, they're like, what are the two, what, are, what is Drift good at? Mm. He's good at fighting, and he's good at stealth. So Sideswipe's like, I'm gonna, I'm good at stealth. And Strongarm is like, I'm good at fighting. So they both try to show off how good they are at those things. But Sideswipe is not yeah, good I'm, at I'm a- stealth. I mean, it's a good thing they're going on a mission here, because otherwise he'd try and, like, duct tape Denny and Russell to his forearms. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe And then be, like, emotionally distant towards them. (laughs) Yeah. And meanwhile, the the two Stunticons are on a hill as as the Autobots fly away in Prime Force 1. Ugh. And, and then they ask, hey, should we just blow up their base since they're all gone? And Motormaster says, nah, let's follow them to space. Also, they're... Sure. Prime is like, well, if you guys are combining, then I, you know, taking, is it okay if I take drift? And the weapon is the least important part of that combination. Hmm. It's not like he's taking the legs. No. So, Yeah. But no, we're we'll just have to punch him. We're going to pretend that drift sword mode is a, a vital part of the combiner. And also, drift's probably okay with this too. Hmm. Also, sideswipe is successfully sneaking up on Bumblebee, who is getting sick of him. Yes, <laughs> Bumblebee just doesn't care that he's being all stealthy. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. He's just like sideswipes being weird, and I'm going to ignore him. Yeah, it, it is. In a way, it's weird that like 
sideswipe and strong arm to a degree have had character growth but also haven't had character growth because they keep falling back into these stupid patterns. Mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, like, like relatable. Yes, like it is relatable. It, it is realistic in a way, but it does not follow character arc narrative over the longest. Like, like it does not follow fiction stories. But their sideswipe is still as annoying as he was in episode one. Yes. Anyway, to space. Yes, so we're off to space. We're uh, mission outer space. Damn it! What the fuck is that a song from? They apparently at one, they, they're talking about how the Stunticons at one point uh, destroyed an entire planetary system, which seems like that yeah, planetary like, system probably sucked. That wow! Like what was it populated? Was this some Phoenix shit? They're pulling down here. Like that's not okay. I, I like, can only imagine, like, it was, like, one satellite colony. How did they... Did they destroy the sun? Did they just go through... It? An unpopulated planetary system wouldn't even have any roads. Oh, yeah. They would have to... They would have to do something that would involve roads that would destroy a planet. Maybe, maybe you know, they had developed, like, vehicle technology, but they'd only got, got up to, like, the Model T or something. Or a bunch of chariots. Maybe it was the planetary system. Remember the train episode? They didn't deal with the train by trying to become like the train. They tried to deal with the train by destroying the train. So maybe they found Velocitron. Or or they destroyed the island of Sodor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. I I like that headcanon. General hatred for trains. They they destroyed a planet with one island of civilization. It was just... Yeah, I would railroads. I would like to uh I would like to have more details about this crime because mm. that that's like wow. The Shi'ar are going to come and lock you up forever. Like <laughs> don't destroy planets. It's not cool. Like how did they they're not even that powerful. Did they just accidentally like make the sun go nova? I, I have to assume it was something like that, where, like, they tried to steal something that was, like, some sort of unstable reactor or something. Yeah. And I, I ca- it, it was like that bit in uh, Oppenheimer where Matt Damon's all, you know, when this uh, when this thing goes, you know, we're not sure that it won't destroy the entire Earth. Yeah. And then it did, though. The entire planetary system. And, right. Except in this case, it did, and they actually turned it on or something. Yeah. Uh, and we're also talking about how the art of combining was lost to time. Yeah. Which is interesting considering what we're going to see in uh, another few episodes. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, hold on, is all I'm saying. My curiosity is piqued. All right, because you guys haven't really seen the end of the show, have you? No. I, I'm entirely in new territory. I haven't seen okay. the end of this. I've noticed some late season episodes on Pluto TV, and I've been like, I'm not going to pay too much attention to this because I want to get the full impact when we actually get to it. I vaguely know because of old toy memories seeing yeah. stores, but even that is very vague. And then, you know, they're sort of wondering how exactly they managed to combine them, but Prime, as Prime says, the answer lies within. Mm-hmm. And Bumblebee's like, uh, I don't know that spiritual, I don't know that woo is going to help us much here, but okay. 
So unfortunately, the, the Stunticons are now in pursuit of them because they are they have their own ship. Yeah, which and is just uh, I think it's like was it called the Nemesis in Prime? Uh, yes, it was the Nemesis. It does look Nemesis-ish, but it's kind of like rotated. Yeah, it's been slightly modified, and I think it's a bit smaller. Yeah. It's like a frigate version. And also on your left, that's a... And also on your left, as we're approaching the moon, you'll also notice a satellite that will become important to the plot in a few minutes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And of note, this is a satellite that is using the same model as the Project Damocles satellites from Prime. Ah. Uh, remember that was the one where there's like a big Akira-esque space laser. Yeah. Yeah, we are recycling some more assets. That's yes. fine. Oh, the Stunicons don't have a page on the... Or Stunicons ship doesn't have a page on the wiki, because... Alas, it does not. It only barely uh-huh. appears in this episode. Yeah, so, so they fight. Uh, they actually knock into this satellite, and then it gets knocked out of orbit, which means that it is now somehow heading towards the Earth? Question mark. I, I don't think this is really how space works. And it's also armed with ballistic missiles, which is not how the satellites work. Well, well military secret. Is, uh, why? Why would you do that? This is why you don't do that. Well, yes. Well, you know, mommy, we've uh, we've got to uh, we've got to destroy that evil empire. So I'm putting a bunch of missiles and satellites, and I'm I'm not going to tell Gorbachev about it. Uh, so it, it, it's a very tiny colony drop threatening Australia, of course. Between this and the meteor deflector, the meteor rejector, I oh, why don't they use that to stop it? I have. Well, I guess they <laughs> did just put it back episode. at the oh, end. Wait, well, yeah, and there's nobody on Earth to turn it on now, except for fix it. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, maybe fix it left it off. Oh, no. But, yeah, this seems, I mean, I guess if you have a meteor rejector, then you would feel safer having your satellites armed with ballistic missiles mm. because you could just boop them away, boop them yes. back off into space. Wait. But, like, this is why you don't do this. Like, there was that that Young Justice episode that I will never forgive, where there is a nuclear power facility uh, in Arlington, just outside of Washington, D.C., and this is a problem because it is just outside of Washington, D.C., and I'm like, yes, that is why you don't get to build nuclear power facilities in Arlington. Yeah. I, ju- I just have, okay, digression to, to a few minutes, or well, a couple of minutes ago. Um, okay, so th- this is Robots in Disguise, a sequel to Prime, yes? Uh-huh. Which is part of the aligned continuity. Correct. Which ties into the War for Cybertron games? That is correct. Which have combiners? That was a lost technology. Well, it's lost to history. That was a long ass time ago. It was a long uh, time ago. Prime, you were there. You fought a couple. You know, well, I talk like that about things that happened when I was in high school. I mean, okay, fair, but <laughs> like cleaning out, like blowing on NES cartridges. This is lost. This is ancient technology that's been lost to time. Well, it's like how that uh, that Gen 13 movie that we watched uh, for uh, the July Patreon has also been lost to history. Yes. <laughs> As has mostly the concept of Gen 13. Yes. Which is for the best. Hmm. 
Anyway, so they, mm. they they both get to the moon. They they're now both on the race to get to this uh, this cache of weapons. Mm. But unfortunately, indeed, the stunticons, as one would expect, are very fast. Gotta go fast. That's their whole thing. I mean, there that is. and stunts. So, but unfortunately, unfortunately, Prime can't help them because he's gone with fix it. To uh, try and stop this uh, this satellite from crashing, so they have their own little mini uh, gravity plot. Where I guess Fix It is Sandy Bullock, and uh, <laughs> Optimus Prime is George Clooney. Fix It is riding on like his shoulders. It's very it's very cute. I really wish that he had been like holding on to Prime's head antenna, but <laughs> that was sadly so. not a thing. That is too undignified, Fix It. I cannot allow you to do it. <laughs> That's still better than what my stupid brain, because, like, Fixit was trying to figure out, like, how we're going to fly over there, and the Prime just grabs him and sticks him on his back. And my brain was, like, cling tenaciously to my buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It be like that sometimes. Sometimes. So, you know, this plot line kind of doesn't really connect to the other one, but we, we do get some very cool visuals from it as it's they're on it while it's starting to burn up in the atmosphere. Also, yeah. it's got defenses. Like, why does it have little laser guns on it that detect... Military the- defense satellite. Because everything on Earth is automated. Of course it has automated guns on a satellite. Well, once again, you can, uh, you can thank me, Ronald Reagan, for that one. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Uh. I blame him for we, so many things. We can't have those filthy Soviets messing with our missile satellites, so we armed them with lasers. I blame yeah. him for so many things. Well, because he, he is the cause of so many things. But, like, it, yeah, it is kind of a neat little prime side story action sequence that, that just reminded me of early episodes of Gundam. It's like, Prime, are you going to burn up in the atmosphere, or do you have a shield that can stop you burning up? Yeah, it's fine. Like, I kind of expected Optimus was going to ride the shield down to Earth and be gone for the rest of the episode. That would have been pretty cool. (laughs) Well, not that he does much in this, but... Also, Optimus, just Peter Cullen, sounds really movie-y in this episode. Hmm. I guess he would probably have been recording this sort of right, maybe right after uh, The Last night, where he's certainly yelling a lot. Yeah. Although it does have one of my favorite... Uh, cuts between movies because in the at the end of Age of Extinction, he decides, you know, I'm going to fly to space and I'm going to find who created us and I'm going to beat them up. Yes. And then in the last night, he's just like floating dead in space. <laughs> yes, he died on the way to his own planet. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad idea. Maybe just fucking off into space was like not the best idea. Oh no, I forgot I'm not designed for long-distance flight. Uh, those movies are there so su- dumb. There was supposed to be a truck stop here to refill me. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so they, uh, you know, they, they get to the cache, but they, there is a, thankfully there's a force field around it, but then they merge into Menasaur, who can just, who just bust through this force field. Start pounding on it. Yeah, then, more Hulk smash. And then he just plugs this plasma, what what have you, into his arm and just to, gives him like eye beams. Yeah, I like yeah, this one you know. because 
G one Metasaur had eye lasers. I think. I, did you? I don't. I know Devastator did because there's that. Uh, there's oh, that gift of him going ha ha <laughs> no, and then eye lasers. I don't know. Probably that was. It, it was very inconsistent. Yeah, Stuff feel, like that was very inconsistent. Yeah, I think that if Donald Glute wasn't writing the episode, everybody just had whatever powers were convenient for the plot. Yeah, well. Yes. Whereas Glute always putting in, like, whatever weird guns they had. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he he liked going to those tech specs. Yeah, I mean, Glute cool. uh, loved dinosaurs and tech specs. And also yes. sexy ladies. What? Yeah. Yes. I have seen his website. I mean, we all love sexy ladies, but most of us do not hire them to uh, come to our houses and pose with our fossil collection. Man, if I had a fossil collection. I mean, more power to him in a way? I mean... It's just, it's weird that that you would share that online. Listen, the man man is horny on Maine in a way Mm. that later generations simply do not understand. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Anyway, where and, are and, we? <laughs> oh, and, and of course, uh, of course, Bob Budiansky was the master of that. I guess because he wrote the tech specs. Oh yes. So he was always saying, you know, you know, ha- have some magnetic slime, courtesy of my goop cannons, Autobots. <laughs> yes. Always doing that stuff. <laughs> anyway, so so now the Autobots, you know, they've they've combined. So now we must combine. They they try it totally doesn't work. Strongarm and Sideswip are mad at each other because they 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 blame the other one for not successfully combining. Mm. But then once they resolve their differences, it turns out the the spark combination is indeed inside them all along, and then they combine. Hooray! Until all are one. You know they're trying to the the Stunticons are or Menasaur is now trying to destroy Prime Force One. Uh, you know they have <laughs> a, a big name. fight. Such a bad name. No, but it is. It is. Menasaur has a good idea. Oh, if I destroy their spaceship, they're stuck here. And and notably, uh, there's a bit here where they're they're separated, and they talk about how they don't want to be him again. Hmm. Oh yeah. Like Menasaur is a separate guy. Yeah. Oh no. And is they. It, is it... Yeah. Everyone is. All the Stundacons are just rebelling at this point. <clears throat> they are their own worst enemy. <laughs> so anyway, they combine, they fight uh, the Ultra B Combiner team, uh, each sold separately. <laughs> Although they weren't, they were actually sold in gift set. Yeah, because Combiners in Robots in Disguise are weird things. Yes. yes. I mean, it's nice they're a gift set, so you get them all at once, but then, then it's such a limited thing. It's like, vehicle to limb. Okay. Well, they also turned into kind of robots. Eh, kind of. Well, that that was, whole toy line was messy. It, it was, was just real messy, me- messy toy line. I really want to know. And I really want to know what was going on in Has- at Hasbro at the time because it's a little chaotic. I mean, what was going on was that everyone who cared about things was overworking on the main line, and this was a side thing. And this is true. No one was paying attention to it. It was sad. It was sadly neglected. Yes. And also, I think that they were maybe still recovering from the post-battleship layoffs. Oh, no. Oh, right. That. That dumb thing. 
Anyway, Menasaur starts having an argument with himself, and B punches him, and he literally goes to pieces. <laughs> yeah. Just falls right apart. And, of course, they also smash. They also, like, slash into uh, Menasaur's arm to destroy this uh, this thing. Yep, so now the, nobody the can thing. have it. Oh, yeah, they stab into it. And yeah, now nobody has it. Conveniently, the thingy comes out. It's destroyed. I mean, to be fair, the B team was never intending to get it for their own no. use. They were just getting it to secure mm. it. So destroying it does secure it. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, strong arm insights. You know, we're we're back on Earth. We're loading the Stunticons into Stasis Bot. So that is a wrap on the Stunticons. Were, yep, that is it for them. They are going in the pods. They were fun villains. Mm. They were. Yeah, mostly. And then that is also going to be wrapped. They're also taking, or Prime is also taking all the other prisoners that they've taken this season. Mm. He's just taking everybody. Everybody's headed back to Cybertron. So that means that is it for Crustaceon. Aww. The weird shrimp guy. Uh, that's it for Rage Bite, the Sharktacon, Zorillor, the gangster skunk guy, uh, <laughs> insane frogman, Springload. No. Come back to us, Springload. Uh, the three uh, Corvicons, Pilfer, Jacknab, and uh, Boostwing. Oh, uh, I love them. That's it for Shadow Raker, the evil Cheetor. Uh, that's it for Flame Snort, the like holdout dragon guy, and that is it for Simicor, the uh, evil monkey man. Or did his pod spontaneously malfunction again? We will see if they really want to use him again. <laughs> I mean, they don't have long to go, so probably not. No, that's a strong arm and sideswipe. You know, they've decided that you know we are going to stick around with. Uh, Bumblebee, after all, which is convenient because Prime wasn't going to take us anyway. No. He needed the adult. Yes. The other adult. So so he's taken off with Drift, and that is the end of the episode. So, you know, this was this was a fun way to uh, to wrap up the uh, the Stenticon plot, I thought. I liked, I thought the fight at the end was pretty cool. I, Grimlock yeah. gives Drift a big hug and calls him Teamy. Yes. Oh, yeah, Teamy. And the kiddos are waving the... at the end. Yeah. And I, I did like the uh, the satellite uh, bits. Yeah, it was it was pretty. It good. was cool. I just have, like I said, a lot of questions about American military spending in this universe. Well, yeah, after last episode and this together, it's it's strange. But it was very cool, and it involved Fix It, who is my favorite, <laughs> my other favorite. Yes. Yes, it was fun. One last teamy. That was nice. Yes. So yeah, so I I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh, yes, this week on. Oh wait, where's, where's I forgot the tab. One two. How many man? One two three four five five man. Gaku dies. Uh, Gaku being the name of the Red Ranger. Oh. So he dies this episode. Does he though? Well, well, we'll get there. <laughs> okay, the monster of the week is like half alligator, half frog fusion. Okay, like with with like a whole alligator head sticking out, and 
Like his left arm is alligator tail, the right arm's frog, and there's only part of a frog head, but the most important part is a big swirly eye that is sort of the MacGuffin of the episode, kind of. <laughs> anyway, Red is having his birthday on the side of a cliff. All his brothers and sisters are there giving him a present, and then to sing him happy birthday, Chevalier shows up with his Gingaman monster sidekicks and, and the Wani Kairu monster. I thank he heaven me. for little girls. He sings him happy birthday. That's really nice. And, and then he starts, goes about murdering the rangers. Oh. Having a birthday party on the side of a cliff sounds like a good way to die. It, it is It is a really stupid way to have a birthday. It just doesn't seem it's very nice safe. It's a view, but it, it's very dangerous. Not safe. Well, the beginning of the fight goes well. The rangers are doing okay. And, and they're, they're, they morph. They, they fight off the bad guys. And they, they actually shoot and kill the... Or, or kind of kill, like they heavily injure the alligator frog. And then Chevy's like, no, 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 no. Do your thing. The frog crocodile's thing is he winds back time as if he's a Jojo villain. Okay. Uh-huh. So he winds back to the beginning of the fight before he got his ass kicked. <laughs> so he could do it again and win. But th- the odd thing is the Rangers remember the rewinding. Which doesn't really happen in, like, bad guys that have the rewind time power. At least other instances that I could think of. Like, they remember the time that happened. Everyone remembers the time, but, like, the bad guys get a do-over. Uh-huh. Uh, then, then it uses time stop to stop the rangers instead. But Chevalier can still move. So Chevy goes over with his... Uh, like conductor baton for the singing part, which turns into a sword, and then he just starts slicing the shit out of the Red Ranger, who can't move, unstops time, and the Red Ranger's so heavily injured, like sparks explode on his chest, and he goes flying off the cliff. Oh, oh this was a bad place to have a birthday party. Yeah, maybe don't have a birthday party on a cliff. Yes. Just saying. So he he falls off the cliff, the, the, the Ranger's they manage to get away. Uh, Chevalier throws a flower off the cliff, which lands like where the Red Ranger was. It's like, happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy and birthday. R.I.P. Five Red. Well, he's not dead. He's sort of in intensive care, in a coma, basically. As ah, The other Rangers are off to take more of my blood to save my brother. And their robot nanny, Arthur, is like, no, if I take any more blood out of you, you'll be dead, and it's not helping your brother. He's in, as as the convenient um, no, uh, subtitles for the hearing impaired say, say beeping intensifies. <laughs> He's not doing well. I, I do look, like, oh no. The subtitles, including like the for hearing impaired stuff, is different and it's odd. But at least once an episode, there's one of them like beeping intensifies that I love. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just this little extra punctuation that's like, oh, that's fine. I, I've gotten used to it. I love it. Anyway, so, with Red in a coma, they're four-man now? Oh, no. I guess. They'll have to change all their business cards. Yeah, so the, the, the rangers are panicking. And, and like, well, well, first we cut to the bad guy base, and if we find out that the gator frog eats diamonds to power his time travel abilities... Okay, sure. So, he needs to be fed diamonds constantly. 
cut back to the rangers Same. the rangers that's what i'm gonna tell people the rangers are panicking especially the pink ranger who's like well we can't go on we can't fight anymore like they got us beat they're we're we're four or five man what the fuck it's not gonna work we need to <laughs> we're not enough man like i want my family to survive i it would be nice to save the planet but our brother's dead now what can we do like we must save ourselves we must save our family technically we have a spaceship we could leave fuck the <laughs> earth just fuck off into space yeah cut to um the frog gator can also make acid rain it's like you got to i mean i know the point is to fuse two monsters to get their abilities together but time stop powers is a hell of a lot do you also need the ability to create acid rain that melts umbrellas yes <laughs> like that's a yes, bit you do. much but he's doing that too Pink shows up with him and Chevy on the rooftop and like she's begging them, begging Zone, please spare me and my family. We won't fight you anymore. And they're like, yeah, sure. And, and Chevy gives her a nice scarf, which turns into a slave collar that is also a bomb around her neck. As is cliche. Never accept a scarf. It's always <laughs> yes. a trap. And, and, and then the other rangers show up, the three of them, so now they're down to three-man because, like, Pink has said, no, like, I, she's got a slave bomb collar on, so she has to fight her siblings and ends up knocking them off the building. They're fine. They don't fall to their death. But, but it's like brother versus sister. It's chaos and mayhem. And after seeing Pink, like, fight off her siblings. Wait, does she actually kick them off the roof or they just run away? I can't remember. But but in the process, like, the, the gator frog is like, I want her to be my slave. Mm. Ew. And cut to, she's in a different outfit. It's not like a slave Leia outfit. It's more like a weird white dress thing mm -hmm. in, like, the gator's room back at the base and, and the gator's starting to get delusions of grandeur because it's like, hey, hey, hey. I can control time. I could be the emperor of the universe. And Chevy's like, dude, you need a supply of diamonds. Don't fuck around. You can't. <laughs> Enough with the delusions of grandeur. We're just going to take over the planet. Deal with shit later. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> but but then, then uh, the pink ranger in her white dress says, no, 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 no. Mr. Frog, dude, I can go get you diamonds. And he's like, oh, yeah. So she proceeds to start robbing jewelry stores. And what? But th then chaos happens and Chevy shows up and, like, takes the diamonds from her because he was also stealing diamonds from jewelry stores. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm the supplier. I'm the drug dealer to my time-controlling JoJo villain. Not you. What the fuck? I'm the main <laughs> bad guy here. Anyway, the rangers show up. There's more fighting. And... Through all this chaos, but, but like, the, the Gators also, because he was trying to start his own game, Chevy is holding the diamonds hostage. So it's like, oh no, I need more diamonds or I can't do my shit. I feel like crap. And, and then the Pink Ranger's like, wait a minute. Okay, remember the beginning of the episode? There was the birthday party and we were giving a present to my brother. Guess what was in the box? There was a diamond. And and the, the, the alligator frog's like, oh shit, I can rewind time 
to that before the birthday party and get that diamond. Oh, okay. And, like, throughout this entire episode, it's like, oh, I'm like, fuck you, Pink, what the hell? Why did they write the episode? Why are they giving her character assassination? (laughs) This entire episode is a long con of her getting the gator to turn back time to before the goddamn explosion at the beginning of the episode that killed the Red Ranger. So they're back there. The gator opens the box. It's a, like, it's a jack-in-the-box. It's like, it's a punchline. And the Pink Ranger's, ha! And the Red Ranger's like, wait, I was technically dead. Oh, shit, I'm alive again. Cool, thanks, sis. And the other Ranger's are like... Oh, we get it now. And then they proceed to beat up the monster again. And it's, oh, it's, it's, this is such a weird, great, over-the-top episode. It's like, (laughs) what the fuck is going on? Oh, right, time travel. Time travel is always messy. It's a lot. Like, time travel episodes in things outside of, like, uh, like Doctor Who. Doctor Who, I forgive it because that's the entire gimmick of the show. But when okay. time travel gets in like so many other shows, it's like, you're doing, okay, You're are you doing Back to the Future rules? Is this Dragon Ball Z rules? What is going on? You're doing it wrong. I don't care with this episode because it's a long con by the Pink Ranger to fix shit. And it works. <laughs> I love it. I was not expecting that ending. It's great. Alright, so that does it for us for this week. You can till next week when we'll be back with more Robots in Disguise. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Mastodon, and on our Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for the week of July, uh, we did the... Uh, basically forgotten, lost, barely released Gen 13 movie. Uh, So that was definitely a movie that had a character literally called Grunge. Uh, (laughs) Played by a actor, musician named Flea. That's correct. Yeah. For August, uh, we have not recorded it yet as of this recording because we are waiting for it to show up on streaming, uh, Mm. but we will be revisiting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, which I think we all got a chance to see in the theater. Yes. Yep. Sadly, but, I only got to see it once, unlike the previous Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Because, well, one, I just didn't want to go to the theaters quite as much. And also, like, it was a packed, like, month for movies there. <laughs> that was a big month for movies. Uh, so, yes, it will be on streaming, so it will be easier to just watch multiple times if you are so inclined. Uh so we will be discussing that and having lots of emotions. So many emotions. All right. So join us next time when we, uh, when uh, Margaret Scott returns, and so does Robots of Disguise's sexiest villain. Yes. <gasps> oh, that's a good overlap. So, Indeed, it is. That's that's two great tastes that taste great together. Enjoy the ending of this episode. Uh, Autobots, because it's only it's all downhill from here. <laughs> oh no! So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I'm David.
We gotta turn back time. Dun, dun, if dun, I could dun, turn dun. back time, if I could find a way, 